Miss, would you like to buy a lottery ticket? Quit your job. Get a maid. Live the American dream. You know, if you bought a lottery ticket, it would really help with our college fund. This week, Nas and Malik. Excuse me, ma'am. You look like you can use a lotto card. And I happen to have a very lucky one right here in my hand for you. Miss, would you like a lotto ticket? You could quit your job, get a maid, get a, you know, serve it. It would really help with our college fund. That's what I'm talking about. Assalamu alaikum. Wa If you're here with the NYPD or the FBI, welcome. We hope that you will grow spiritually as a result of this experience. You think there's any cops out here? Why? I don't think we'll be doing it illegal. Sure? This is you, curled and coiled and ready to play. He waits very patiently every day. He'll keep his best friend, but not his skin, and always stay with you through thick and thin. That's corny. <laughs> Know anyone who's recently traveled to East Africa or Pakistan? FBI lady, you don't want to text me she was coming by? I called you. You're lying to me. I wouldn't. And I love you, man. Are you always gonna be gay? to another episode of we watch this my name is cole jackson and it is continuing the season of black love we are we are doing it for y'all this this for cuffing season it is the season of black love black love is all over the place and we want you guys to to feel it uh thank you guys for coming back for another for another episode um this week as usual i have my main man my co-host rain coleman What's up, man? We back, we back, and and it's it's been a wild ride, man. A wild. <laughs> what a season of black love this is been, bro, bro. Yes, woo. Yeah, I'm here. I'm happy. What's up? Oh man, uh, it's we are we good, man. And this week's our our guest this week is. Do I need to call you, Mr. M, Mr. Marcus? What do I need to call you? You just got him, Marcus. It's all good. Our main man, Marcus, is here to join us uh, this week. How you doing this week, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this week, we are doing the love story of Nas and Malik. This came out March 14, 2015 on South by Southwest, and then it came out Worldwide VOD January 22, 2016. Um, the director was Jay Darkendorf. 
I think I said that name correctly. He is a white director. He and he wrote the film. This was my first time watching this movie. It's it's an indie fi- flick, and I know we've done a lot of big. This season, we've done a lot of major. We've done a lot of, I guess, major budget movies this this year this season. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'll say either major or like major in the sense that. Like when it hit TV back in the day, it mm-hmm. was one of those major TGIF events. So yeah, I would say major. Major. Right. Um. So yeah, this made the indie. This made the the rounds in the um independent film festivals worldwide. It's done. It did over forty film festivals. Won quite a few awards as well. Um. Let's dig mm-hmm. into this because this is a lot. So. Let's just let's just go with the with the, with, with, with what it is. Nas and Malik is a story of two closeted homosexual guys who are dealing with social issues, religion, um, and again being closeted. Um, I'm gonna actually start with Rain. How do you oh, think the movie dealt with? How do you think you? How do you feel about the movie dealing with all of those things? The social issues, the religion, being a closeted gay man or gay um, men. I think- yeah, for what it was, like for the for the time period that the movie is set in and for like literally the chronological start to finish of that of the movie, I think they did a pretty good job at juggling these things. And if they didn't, they did well enough that those things were present in the film. So even if you don't think they executed them well, I think balancing um, homosexuals, uh experience the queerness the 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 kind of closet love affair the religion i think they did a good job at, at the very least bringing all those things onto this film well enough i'll say for lack of a better term like well enough that you leave the movie with those in mind i feel mm. what about you marcus um i think i agree i, I don't think it like really just like fell on his face for anything that they did. Um, I'm questioning some of the stuff that they did, but I think they did it, you know, <laughs> I think they did pretty well, mm-hmm. you know, for as much stuff as they had, for sure. Right. Okay. I guess from, from my point of view, <laughs> let me just say this. Yo. And y'all might think differently, and if y'all do, it's all good. I don't like a white director handling mus- being Muslim and being a gay black man. Mm-hmm. In a movie, you I mean, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, guys, I guess because I'm I am a I guess straight male and rain goes you 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 go by queer. I don't know. You got to help yeah. me now. Yeah. yeah, and Marcus yourself. <laughs> I identify as gay AF. Gay oh, as fuck. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of I can't really speak on this kind of stuff, but the social issues that are on that are in here, and having a white man, and then I, when we get to the movie nerd knowledge, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a little deeper into like what mm-hmm. inspired him. But um, I don't like white directors write and slash a writer handling this kind of stuff and it mm-hmm. really kind of ticked me off a little bit i just i couldn't get with the the social issue stuff was was straight having these two black it would make a lot more sense if they was getting followed by the nypd they're getting mm. followed by the fbi and i yeah. understand where we are 
at that point in time, this movie came out in 2016. Now we're way past the the Twin Tower stuff, and the, we're way mm-hmm. past that. The setup was these two these two guys pretended to acted like they were going to buy a gun, and then you got a guy, you got a, a agent, a FBI agent, whatever he was, pointing them out, and you have the FBI following them all through Bed Stuy, New mm-hmm. York. Yeah, I, and the, and it doesn't it doesn't help that the white woman who was the FBI was a bitch. I'm sorry, I hate her. <laughs> go, ahead. I'm sorry, Marcus. You had a you had a go ahead, man. No, I was, I was gonna say like that's that's my thing. Like I had I spent like five minutes googling this movie to see was it supposed to be set in like 2001. Mm. Like why is this the biggest thing? Like the FBI ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, <laughs> follow these random two dudes just. Like what? What are you doing? Like it put me in mind. If it made me feel like um, it wanted to be, I don't know if you ever heard this movie, uh, Muslim. It's got um, um, Evan Ross and I think Regina King is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the basic setup of the movie is pretty much that. Like we see some, um, so like a Muslim family being like you know um, being like bashed and whatever what have you, and we find out that this is like right after nine eleven. So, you know, that's what they're going for. They're trying to show you, like, how people were treated during that time. Mm. And I thought that this was trying to do the same thing. But I, everything I looked up didn't say anything about that. So I'm like, why the FBI? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. Ray, what about yourself? What do you think, man? No, no, I'm in the same camp. And that's one of the things that I feel like this movie did poorly um, was dealing with its generic white villains or antagonists. I feel like a better setup instant. Well, maybe that that might have to wait to the end with the series and movie, whatever else. But I think that what what they the inciting incident to me fell flat. So when you do get this FBI agent following them, I feel like I understand, but it makes no sense in context with the rest of the movie. Because to me, it's this like almost coming of age love story mm-hmm. torrid, you know, will they, won't they, identity politics type thing. Mm-hmm. And then in the backdrop, you have this, but it doesn't it doesn't work. Um, so like I said earlier, I think the themes that they wanted to get out were there, but I just don't think I don't think that element was needed or. Mm-hmm. Because they say this is a quote unquote comedy, which I'm over that ne- shit. Never, never, nothing comedic <laughs> happens. Yes, this yes. is listed as a comedy. That uh, was going to be, I'm glad you said that. That was actually okay, my next okay. point. So, but. but not to get too ahead, but if you played up the comedy element where the FBI is more of a, um exaggerated foil, where like the FBI think they're going after these hardened criminals and they just like, in love, that would be one thing, but that's mm-hmm. not what you gave us with this movie. Mm-hmm. These niggas went to, and I'm not Muslim, so is it? It's my, they went to whatever I thought the, it was mosque, mass. the prayer. It was mass. Yeah, yeah. Went to so that's wow. the thing you do five times a day. Like I bring that up because that is pretty like that. That was pretty straightforward, and that was pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not religious, that's not. They didn't poke fun at it. So like, I don't know. It just felt like. It was actually a long episode in a series of a larger universe. Yeah. 
So, I, and I'm glad you brought that point up because that was going to be my next point. Um, mm-hmm. When you look this movie up and try to do the research on it, there's a lot of it that's saying it is a comedy. Now, these ain't this ain't Lethal Weapon. These ain't buddy uh, cops. Like no. the the matters and the things that they talk about in this movie are very mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. And you have two young black men who are dealing with one being closeted and also dealing with how they can handle this with their with their religion. And that's my mm-hmm. take on it. Now, the crazy thing about it is it's like if I can go back and talk about the FBI for a second, mm-hmm. that was basically used to force them to come out. If you guys I don't know if you looked at it yeah. from that point of view, yeah. but it was just like, yo, like we got to tell our best friend because the FBI has been following us and that's the reason why we're going to come out about us being gay Mm. and i didn't like that i don't think that should have been the that should have been the purpose or the reason why they did that marcus do you feel the same way or or, yeah most definitely because you already had something that was pushing them towards the end way with the system like you didn't even really need the fbi like i'll I'll say this for a bit later because i think you could have made the like you know the police surveillance thing work but the way that they presented it, it's just I'm I just can't get past the fact like this lady had nothing better to do. She spent she talked about oh you wasted my time since you didn't you weren't doing nothing clearly. <laughs> because because yeah. she even said and this was so wild she even said at the beginning she was like that's not a crime them if they didn't buy a gun that's not a lead so mm-hmm. sis, why are you well okay cool yeah. cool. So that shit feel flat. What about you, Rain? No, um, I, I agree. I think it was a waste. And like Marcus said, with the sister, I think that if you had a... Since you didn't want to execute the FBI police shit correctly, just let it be the sister, have her find out, and now it's a race to get to your parents before she... Or get to her before she gets to your parents. Like, that, to mm-hmm. me, makes more sense. And you also are involving more people of color, more black Hold women that. into Hold your that. project... Where they're not, because honestly, there were no black women here. Like, the mom came and went. Mm -hmm. The sister Sister. came and went. They were, you know, had maybe two lines at best. And my issue with that isn't, it's, uh, with the focus being these two queer dudes, I'm fine with it. But knowing all the shit that surrounds this movie and these two unnecessary white characters, you could have done more Mm -hmm. with the people you already had. Mm -hmm. Um Again, I think if you had played this up as an actual comedy, then okay. I can, but even then, it's still yeah, used to sit I honestly don't even know if you could have did that. Like with the type of stuff that they did? I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, let me, I don't see it working. Let me follow, ahead, let me, let me give you a follow up question to Rain. Because we've had this conversation about yep. other movies that we've done. How do you feel about. <laughs> They did do that. They called it a yeah. rom-com, and that's yeah. not a rom How do you feel about them labeling? What does this say about Hollywood and the movie makers and the people who, the director, who I feel like didn't take a stand? Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? this movie being labeled as a comedy and, and yeah. nobody saying anything about Same it? Same shit as I do about everything else. That, that you're not taking the black experience seriously and you definitely ain't taking the black queer experience uh, seriously because this is just a big ass movie full of uh, comic relief and all intents and purposes funny sassy black niggas now that's not what the way they portray the film but when you're looking at this to take this movie and add comedy to it is insulting 
and not only because of the movie, but there are, if not back then, or if not now, I know back then, queer Muslim men who probably dealt with some of these same exact shit. So it's like you laughing at this experience and you're by labeling this a comedy, which is like you wouldn't do that with like the notebook. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You wouldn't do that with fried green tomatoes. Like, why the fuck are we doing it with this? And I think it's even more insulting because of the white man behind it. Because if me, a, a homosexual, queer, gay nigga, makes a story about, let's say, trans women, I need to be as intentional and mm-hmm. as cautious as possible. Not because I was social justice warrior and whatever not. It's because I'm telling a story that is not mine to tell. Mm-hmm. So to even have it labeled as a comedy, it's just like, what the fuck are you really doing? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Is the Titanic a comedy? You right. know, y'all love yeah. that shit. Airbook. Well, that is a comedy, but like, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, Air it's fucking insulting. I, I was looking at, you know, white folks love animals. They love dogs. <laughs> you know? so like, but I realized that was like a, 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 a teenage. <laughs> Marcus, it seems like you didn't even know this was labeled as a comedy. I did not. How does it make you feel yeah. that that it that finding out today that it was labeled as a comedy? My, because there's there's nothing. I mean, you know, there's ha ha he he whatever what have you. You know, relief moments. But there's nothing in this movie that would have made me think comedy. It reminds me of you know there was this controversy for like a quick little second when Get Out came out, and some people called mm-hmm. that a comedy. And Jordan Peele was like, what? Like, how do you get that? And I think Ryan really just kind of like broke it down like exactly because that's insulting. That tells me that you don't value this experience, that you look at this like you watching something from a zoo. Like, oh, look at the <laughs> look at the look at the look at, look at them running around. Right. What? First of all, I was really I need Hollywood to kind of get an understanding of who we are and what we do. And knowing that we're not just in this little box of laughing, dancing, singing all the time, like we have serious stories that need to be told. I think that when you label a movie like this as a comedy, one, you're turning away people who most definitely need to see this because the movie I liked, I liked the movie up until a point, and we'll talk <laughs> about that later. It's an, imp- I think it's an important movie to watch because you're, you're getting a better understanding of one. The Muslim, like his Muslim, the Muslim faith that they that that's portrayed in here, I think was pretty good. And the fact that that one of the characters is really wrestling with his his religion and him being closeted, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I like watching movies like this because it helps me get a, a a bit of a better understanding. But when you say it's a comedy, that's that's insulting to all of us as black people because it's just I just I'm tired of us being you know in living color or I'm tired of us being like you know everything's living single or something like that like Mm, that ain't how it works that's not how it works in our community so Mm -hmm. it's just super insulting do you feel um Marcus do you feel like the way they depicted the Muslim religion did it make you look at this movie different like let's say these were two Christian men would it have changed the way you looked at the movie or or does it keep does it make you feel like this is more serious because of the muslim religion it would have been the same to, to me no matter what religion they were like 
I'm not going to get on the religion soapbox, but yeah, I'd have looked at it the same way, no matter what uh, faith they had, because it made it would have made sense, no matter what they believed, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Ryan? Um, I say the same, but I can't say the same. This did make me, I don't, I don't know if I would say take it more seriously, but I am not Muslim. Um, some of my childhood friends were, and so the... Um, the the visual things like the was it the kufi and the mm-hmm. um oh shit the faith cards the women wear the i know the word uh-huh. fuck i know what it is yeah the hijab. yeah, would, God, yeah, the yeah. Hijab. i'm like i wouldn't blame but no but seeing those visual things from my childhood kind of that was an element that that hit me a little bit deeper than if this was christian if they were christian I've, i'm with mark so i think the story would be the same but knowing like I grew up with this guy down the street who had like six sisters. It was him, his mom and dad, and they were all like visually cute as Muslim. I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to say it made me take it more seriously, but it was something that because um, it's not something that I practiced or grew up practicing. It made me focus a bit more on the story and what was happening because I kept comparing it to Christian. Now the story itself, you know. You know, because in every religion, you gay, you finna get stoned. If it's mm. biblical yeah. times, Quranical <laughs> times, or whatever, yeah, you, nigga, you can't be gay. I don't know what you call Is Quran biblical? T- I don't know. I'm sorry, Muslims. I'm not. I don't know. So. Uh, actually, for me, it really, it really made me take the movie a lot more seriously because it felt like you know what I'm saying? It was a tug of war about faith and what they believe and then what they want to do. And it, it made me look at it at a completely different, different sense. So yeah, it, the Muslim faith really, really made me look at it differently. And that's why when, again, I, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but when you put comedy on this movie, mm-hmm. that just really sucks, man. Like it, does. it really sucks. Okay. We got to talk. We got to talk about this. <laughs> what the fuck is up with Nas? Mark. All he needs is one mic. Oh. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> what is up with Nas is so freaking wound. T- Marcus, help me out. Help me understand Nas. Every single decision that this man made was bad. I've never seen that in my life. How does everything you decide to do end up fucked up. Like, he deserves an award for that. <laughs> like, how? How do you do everything wrong, bro? <laughs> like, what? Literally from, the, literally from the beginning of the movie. If you now, you know, speaking, you know, life experiences, if you know that you closeted, why in the fuck yeah. would you put the condom, in, the used condom, in the trash can in your house? Immediately, I knew he. I immediately, I knew he was gonna make some stupid decisions. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh Absolutely. my goodness! Absolutely. Right? Oh, What's up with Nas in this movie, man? I I don't know, man. He's 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 he doesn't think. Oh, like, clearly. The movie. The, yeah, no, he doesn't. Think. They really they kind of set up Malik to be the like asshole kind of. I'll, I don't want to say free spirit, but I can't think of another term right now. But this nigga is the one that was like literally dumb. Um, yes. Like you said, Marcus, if I'm fucking and I'm using a condom and I'm in a house full of Muslims and they're <laughs> women and we all use the same bathroom 
at the very least, put that motherfucker in. Like, okay, better question. Where did you put the rapper? Because we saw the condom, we didn't see the rapper. So where did you dispose of the rapper? Why didn't we also follow those steps with the condom? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That nigga is. It's like as aggravating as it is it kind of makes me think of how stupid children are and but, but well okay no, no, no. but they he said that he was 18 now i know 18 is still young you still make stupid decisions when you're 18 yeah. but you act like he was 13 yeah i he did for me he was coded as younger until that lady asked him i was like oh yeah he's 14 right 14 15 maybe yeah, yeah. um I, he's not street smart enough to do the shit that he's been doing, and not no. even street smart to go out through the hood. No, just like critical thinking skills. He had his, he had his selling lotto tickets. Shit, yeah, he almost got raped by this white man in the in his house. Like, what do you Ta- mean? Why are you <laughs> taking my point? What? Let me just say this. I literally was yelling stranger danger the whole time <laughs> he talking to this white man about he's like, yeah, I don't, my wallet's upstairs. Come up and mm-hmm. let me pay you. Uh-uh. I said, you don't are literally he about to take it from you, boy. Run! Hey, uh, hey. Can I interest you in a lotto ticket and or sync card? Oh, I don't know. This is a jackpot and these, these are your miracle workers. How about you come up to my apartment? I'll buy one there. I just forgot my wallet. What? You can't go up there. I need to make another sale. <laughs> what are you going up there for? Sell cards. You just mess with me, so don't sell anything. What? You serious? Can I go? Yeah, religion isn't my thing, but I love art and ideas. Uh, is this what the locals celebrate in this neighborhood? It's similar to what's going on in Rhode Island, but a little less uh, blue collar, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Am I losing you? Not really. Did you uh, grow up here? Not far, yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, I love this neighborhood. It's so uh, vibrant, it's rich. See, this is why I love New York. I'm on the street and uh, I meet a nice guy. He comes on up. New York City, it's like a mecca for meeting new people. The uh, money. Thanks. Here's two. You want one? Sure, they're weird. (laughs) You're sweet. It's an uh, old hobby of mine. I have hundreds more in the back. Hundreds, huh? You should take a look. I have somebody waiting for me. Come back later. I don't know if I can make it. Could I um, get your number? Yeah. He just like boy. he just like I'm just gonna go upstairs. Or Malik like, all right, hold on, I wait on. Why didn't Malik do something? Malik should have been like, hey man, Malik, this don't feel no. right. At this no. point, like he, he did. 
he stopped him before he went in that door. Sure did. So sure he did. did. That's what I'm saying. Like Malik is the only one with some. But the thing is, it feels like this movie is in a smaller town than where it is. Right. Because Nas mm-hmm. really has this small town mentality. Like, oh, you know, please mom and dad go to school, never skip school, never, like, he has this, like, where Malik is like, nigga, what the fuck, we need to graduate and go to New York. Like, it doesn't feel like it's in New York. It feel like it's in the last town. That nigga is weird. But (laughs) you literally went upstairs. This dude is literally breathing down your neck, and he's just like, oh, by the way, here's some Beanie Babies so you can come back, and I can rape you. Because that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm about to take you. Also, 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 yes. like because I just watched it, like I just rewatched it. Yeah, he had a painting of a little boy on the wall. Hey, hey, uh, add to that when they were in that condo together, there was a noise that it sounded like something was falling or something. I was like, "There's another man in here. He's finna rape you. Like you about to die." Yeah, <laughs> and and he gave the man his number. He was like, "Yeah, let me call you later." He was like, "Okay, no problem." That nigga is dumb. I, th- I think I think the whole thing with Nas and his he was so tightly wound and then Malik's like yo we dealing with the police of course I lied of course I'm not gonna tell him the truth and Nas is like yeah, yeah like we were just you know all this I said bro you're dealing with the with the people and you think they could follow you because of selling lotto tickets yep. and all this other mm-hmm. stuff and you sitting up here he was so, t- he's so wound tight, he could have shitted a diamond. I'm like, <laughs> loosen the fuck. Like, Malik is, for me, I feel like Malik is very carefree, and he's just like, yo, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. This dude, it felt like he was stressing over, like, taxes or something. I was like, nah, I was like, what is wrong with you? Do you feel like, let me ask you a question, to, uh, let me ask you guys a question too about, about this part of it. Do you think they handled the, the closeted gay thing correctly? Marcus. Um, hmm. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the fence because stupid decisions can be made when you closeted. I, I get that. I understand. That. So yes. But at the same time, I don't know if it's just because I'm far removed from that life, but mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you're making the stupidest of stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get him being, you know, like, so, like, pressured and so, like, stressed out about people finding out and thinking that that is the reason why the FBI is following you, which whatever. Um, but all of his decisions, even surrounding that, like, was just like, bro, what, where's your brain? Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about you, Ryan? Um, I think to some degree, every situation is, however, the, and I don't know if this is like a directing choice or like what, but it felt like throughout the movie, we were seeing two different Nazis, but we kept seeing the same Malik. So you had the closeted, the shame and the religion part, which I think read really well, Mm -hmm. but then you also had this like carefree, we're in this coming of age love story thing that just to me didn't track with all the other decisions you made. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that I'm I would be on the fences. Well, I think everything could have happened, but mm-hmm. with the story that we were presented it felt like me as Malik, why am I why am I investing? Why am I pouring all this into you mm-hmm. when wow. Wow. it is 
clearly not going to get me anywhere. And also, when you have other options, because he mentioned some nigga like named Desmond from chemistry classes. Yeah. I was like, this feels like if we had a guy, a scene where like the mom maybe mentioned you and Malik always together, you know, but maybe not even be um, accusatory, but just bring it up and then that have him on edge. I don't know what would have had to been done to change that, but I did not. To me, it was exhausting watching him. Well, can mm. let me jump in real quick. I got I I kind of had a problem with the scenes where the parents were involved where it felt like they almost was getting caught all the time. Like okay. we never got like a true like what you just said. Like we never really mm-hmm. got like a conversation. It always felt like, "Oh, we about to get caught. Let me jump back or let me sit over here. Like let's act mm-hmm. normal." And I was like I I really feel like this movie could have been better if we had some like a, a conversation other than like Malik's mom's birthday. And them having to uh, kill the chicken, like I feel like if we would have had like a comment, kind of like what you just said, like, hey, you and you and you and I are like super close, like what's up with that or, or something, but mm-hmm. but always putting, and I didn't like, and this might be me, but I hated that they always put them in situations where it's just like, oh, Malik is like a horny devil, and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you, and then it's like, oh, let's jump back, oh shit, like we about to get caught, I'm like. Shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't they have regular conversation? Or maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? T- help me, help me with this, Marcus. Am I? Am I? Do I sound crazy? What's going on? I mean, they're uh, teenagers, so I can kind of. Okay, I was fucking a lot now, so I'm, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Up. I was just, but you know, I, I mean, I, that I get, that I get, that I get. So I can't even argue with that. But like. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, as far as them, like, not actually talk. Also, that could also be because they're teenagers. Like, we gonna have a deep philosophical conversation for real? For what? <laughs> but okay, let me let me let me come back. Let me give you a little pushback about that. It really did feel like when they did have conversations, they were good, and it felt like they felt like they were together. You know, mm-hmm. it was times in the movie where you really felt like, yo, when. It, on the subway, when Malik was like, "Yo, I love mm. you, man," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's kind of that's dope." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was it was serious situations in here where we had moments, really good moments between the two. But like mm. it just didn't feel to me. It didn't feel just the whole situations when they was in the room together. It's just like, "Oh, look, I'm finna jump your bones." It's like, "Oh shit!" But here come my mama. Like, "Oh shit!" Mm. Like. It, that didn't feel genuine to me. And like I said, that might be me looking at it in, in a bad POV, but I needed a little bit more of, like, their family and, like, the conversation with the sister. Like, I, I, I enjoyed those points in the movie, too. But, mm-hmm. like, some of that stuff, man, was just a little – it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I will go with, uh, go with you that we didn't – because we didn't get anything with their family. And all that time we spent with them, uh, with them random white cops, we definitely could have spent that, like actually knowing, knowing what they're running from, mm-hmm. like, because uh, there's only so many times you can almost get caught to where we like, okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. What about you, Ray? Um, I'm I'm in the same camp. I think actually switching out the white cops for different family members, mm-hmm. uh, to not necessarily. Because the almost, the almost getting caught in the bedroom, 
I'm okay with. It happened a little bit too much. But if we could have saw or seen whatever, a family member, like when they were on that brick wall, like when they went out down that alley and was like making out, like you thought you were alone. And now we're seeing this white lady looking at you, but wouldn't it have read differently if we just saw a random man? Mm-hmm. And at the end, it turns out, you know, his dad walks into the house and it's like, Hey, you're like, oh, that's that nigga who saw them. You know what I'm saying? I feel like just anything else, like, honestly, you could have just got rid of them white people. We did not need them. It was unnecessary. Um, especially, and if we're really clocking it, that white man, he he served no Wait, purpose. which one? There ain't but two of them in here now. No, no, the one who, no, no, I think the yuppie white man, okay, whatever, you know, his issue. But the one who tried to sell them the gun. Right. He literally, there was no reason to have him in this movie. Mm. Like, I, I, I get the inciting incident of, well, oh, do you want to buy a gun? Yeah, but like, can you even call it the inciting incident though? Because the the white lady was like, that's nothing, and she didn't start caring. And she followed, still she followed him to my. Home. That's what I'm saying. Why would she even follow them? Like, because I what? Well, in I the car, know. in the car, he did say that. Oh, well, he they're they're Muslim. Like, yeah, he did break that down, and I guess she was just like, hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not something you get. I I can't recall ever seeing a Muslim queer, even with women, uh, queer story in the media. I'm maybe something's out there, mm-hmm. but this was a missed opportunity to tell that story well by including his white folks. It was like, what the fuck is this for? Who yeah. is, is this? So white people can watch it and feel like they're included. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you don't have to be, but. Well, I think, like I said before, I feel like the director felt like he was making a statement because the FBI was following these two these two black boys around here, and we gotta like, we gotta. I'm making a statement, guys, because we gotta do something. Because it was basically profiling. They were profiling, profiling these two young boys. But why? Exactly. Did we need that? Did we need that? Like we deal with profiling and uh, stop and frisk and all that shit. Every like we didn't need that. If anything, again, let the sister be the one following them all day. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was just. I don't know. Seeing these white folks, it, especially seeing these white-skinned people looking completely out of place. Because remember the the young white girl? She was she was cool. Then the older white lady who bought the ticket, like they look mm-hmm. like they fit within that community. Like seeing this white lady in this pantsuit and that other nigga, it was like, again, you're not even trying. Like what? Why? I don't know. Let me st- cause I'm gonna just be rambling at this point. Clearly, the fans like what? <laughs> Look, I just, ugh. I wanted them to kill her by accident. Oops. <laughs> the chicken should have fell off the car. <laughs> she should have been in the car at the end. Like it should have been her. Right. Because um, she was driving around she, following them the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think that, but you know, I, I maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. My bad. That actually for a better movie. Hold on. <laughs> you know, but hey, what do I know? I just, you know, write stories um, and do podcasts. Hell. How do you guys feel? I'll start with you, Marcus. How do you feel about the end of this movie where it kind of comes full circle where they start the movie off where this sketchy white man tries to sell him a gun and the same cop or FBI agent gives him a ticket for riding a bike on the on on the subway, subway. platform platform and he ticketed him and then we that's that's it. How did you feel about the end of this movie? The movie didn't end, the movie just stopped. Mm-hmm. Episode like, two. <laughs> like it just stopped. It just it was straight up soprano. It's just, it's just like 
and honestly, I don't I don't even know if I would even really call that a full circle moment. Like because it just it's it seems like he was playing back to that whole to what the director was trying to get across, I guess, with these statements. Like, see, look, he's he's still being profiled. Okay, but we knew that already. Like we're not getting any resolution for anything that actually happened in the movie. Like, honestly, if we're going to do an abrupt ending, it could have ended after um, they left each other for that last time. Like, if we're going to do an abrupt ending and just kind of like, okay, this is just, you know, we'll see what happens to the rest of their life at some other time type of deal, then that would have been a better place. The whole tacked on thing with this random white man coming back for absolutely no reason is like, for what? What about you, Rain? I think that homeless white man should have pushed the police officer in front of a train and i'm not even being like funny i feel like because he was the reason that all this shit started and throughout the entire movie Nas was like complaining that malik is not like kind is not compassionate like he's been the more um empathetic one so to speak and if we get to a point where you frustrated and he had of maybe picked up his bike and tried to hit the officer, but then that one white man who we kept seeing came to the rescue, you know, and pushed him in front of a trailer. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just would have made for a better ending because I, I don't know, just pulling threads together. But I, it did not resonate with me at all because we could have not had the officer and you could have had him ride his bike on the platform, have a train go by, another train go by, then credits. We did not need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you outed by your sister. You bought to be homeless. You don't have a boyfriend. You also got a ticket. Like what? What is the point? Like what is the end? There. What is the growth here? What is the hero's journey? Where are we now? Mm-hmm. That's so different from where we started. You got a point. Outside right? of being outed, like yeah. So I. I whatever, and, man. And let me let me just say this too, like. Malik to me made sense. He's like, man, don't be giving them scamming ass kids that my I bought you this hat, and you go. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Don't get me started. so bad. He said, you gonna get these kids a forty dollar hat that I bought. Forty dollars. Uh, <laughs> you already gave them the little bit of money that you made. We are children. We do not have enough money. Well, why are you giving it to them? They're scamming like we are. <laughs> They scammers like we are. They're just younger. They just got bigger eyes. That's it. Like nigga, <laughs> cancer treatment. Okay, sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. If anything, I would have stole their sign and be like, toughen up, little nigga, and left. Like no, what's <laughs> that? I feel like Malik was right in a lot of these situations. Oh. And- <laughs> And Malik now, the hero. I don't know what y'all talking about. Man, I love Malik, man. I thought he was just like, man, if you don't give... He said, you, I bought that. He he was sitting here saying, "I why would you give something away that I bought specifically for you? Like, it mm-hmm. meant something to him to buy that hat for him because he loves him. And it's like, he... How you just gonna willy-nilly just say, here you go, kids. He, and, and he waited. He waited until Malik couldn't see him to do that shit. You purposely mm-hmm. did that. And, and it's... Is he an ungrateful bitch? That's the weird. <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, I hate him. No, it's trash. It's trash. Mm-mm, bitch ass. He's a bitch. Like, <laughs> not because it's. Eh. 
one thing I do like about this movie is that I feel like they they show the expression of love and affection between two guys, two mm-hmm. black men, well, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in their conflict, just like the hat situation. I feel like, like he said, I I got this for you. This whole movie, we've saw him scam people, not scam people, like um, hustle folks mm-hmm. for their money. I mean, mm-hmm. provide a service. He even went out of his way to mention, like, we don't give away to anybody who's not Muslim. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. that like homeless or alcoholic lady i sold her the ticket at value but it wasn't charity and so when i did when he did go and give him that hat like it to me it registered that it meant more like this is an act of love this is an act of i don't know what is it gifts of service whatever love language shit and even as a child or a young adult to me this just showed that nas did not value malik at all. At all. I'm not even going to say the same way. Just at all. I, and I, I, I get the whole... Mm, go ahead. No, I was going to because it, it started so much even earlier than that. I don't even remember what happened to where he was pressuring Malik for like the first 35 minutes of the movie. He'd be like, mm-hmm. at least say you're sorry. Sorry for what? I didn't do nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the situation where he was just like... Yo, I call, I text you, and he was just like, mm-hmm. "You didn't answer didn't my text. Me, you didn't yeah. tell me nothing." And he was just like, "You up here with this white dude who may or may not be trying to rape you." He was trying to rape him, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. He was like, "You didn't." And then at that point, you could tell that Malik was jealous. He was just like, "You showing this dude rightfully so some attention." Yeah. And he was like, "What's your problem?" And he's like, "You don't fucking get it. <laughs> like, I love you, and you are." Disrespectful, and you, you continue. Are a whore. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Now. You are a whore. He's a whore. Rain, why is he a whore, man? Because he is a whore. Like you really, he even said it. You know that nigga from chemistry. He wanted to invite me over this weekend. His mama ain't gonna be there. She said it's okay. You were right. Are you okay with me going? Oh, as long as you don't fuck him, nigga. What the fuck? The fact that you even brought that up shows that you know what the fuck the problem is. You went upstairs with a white man who could have fucking raped you, and you clearly, he's a whore. I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you up. I'm sorry, y'all. Flashbacks, but no, yeah. man, it's cool. I just feel oh, like <laughs> I feel like the sense of love came so much more from Malik than it did from Nas, and I guess we'll get yeah. to that in the categories. Let, let's go to movie nerd knowledge, guys. Let's let's go this route. Um, Jay Dockendorf was inspired to write the screenplay for Nas and Malik after befriending a Muslim man who was sharing oh, a girl. apartment and interviewing him about the experiences of writing the sexu- sexuality from hiding his sexuality from his family. At the same time, Dockendorf began to outline the script. Now, the FBI program of secret spying on um, different mosques in, in Brooklyn was coming to light at that time, prompting, mm. prompting, prompting Dockendorf to incorporate the theme of surveillance into the story. So that's why we got the fbi stuff okay i just don't like it being the reason why they came out like it just didn't fit together so and he probably thought he really did something right <sighs> let me just get on my let me get on my soapbox one more time go ahead the problem with white directors and writers who make these types of movies and want to make a statement and don't have enough people in the room to help them understand that pisses me off because to be honest with you i think that's his he, to me when i watched the movie 
it felt like his main goal was to make a statement about how these black people are getting treated how you how the police even it felt kind of forced to me when the police when the fbi lady pulled the gun out on freaking not i was like Mm -hmm. wait a minute hold on this the first time that You've been You're following them and talking to them all day, and now she wants to pull a gun out towards the end of the movie randomly. It, I think it was mm-hmm. Malik. He was talking. Was it Miles? No, it was not. It was not. He ran out. Yeah. He ran out the friend house to talk to her, mm-hmm. which was another dumb decision that he made. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but she pulls her gun out. And I was like, you know, you've been talking to these young men all freaking day, right? Like mm-hmm. they haven't did. For all intents and purposes, even if they were lying, they have been cooperative. They've never shown any kind of acts of aggression Aggression. towards you. But he goes to get his cards, and you pull the gun on him like like he was a freaking mad savage. Mm -hmm. Out of a book bag you've seen all day. All day long. But But you know what's wild, though? I That's dumb, but I honestly wonder if that's like real life police dumb. Probably. But if they weren't beating me over the head with trying to make this message about them being profiled and it's the FBI and all this other bullshit, like, maybe. But I've literally watched this movie and I've seen this lady talk to them and they haven't they haven't been aggressive to her the whole movie. You get what I'm saying? Like, it just it, make it make sense to me. She gonna pull a gun out right when he pulled cars out. You you've talked to this kid. Like, help me out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think it, that shows the lack of development with her character. Um, because mm. if you had have established throughout her, again following them. If okay, let's say they they ran down the alley and was making out. But if we saw that, but then when she pulled up, it looked like they were fighting. Like, if every time she saw them, it looked like they were, then, you know, maybe I could almost see, oh, she keep catching them right at the wrong moment. But, no, I'm with you, Cole. It's like, no, and, and Marcus, I'm also with you because it sounds like a stupid-ass police move, but at the same time, you're the FBI. There's no backup. You think these niggas could possibly be connected to some terrorists, but it's just your little white-ass 5'2", 132 pounds. Like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Because even pulling out that gun, his his reach is longer than like, so yeah, no, I felt like for her character in the movie, she never showed her gun before. Exactly. You know, and it was never, it, it, there was no sense of danger or urgency. Like, oh, this nigga could, you know, he could, he could get me. So I don't know. Cause he was damn near crying. Yeah. Yeah. This, This nigga was set. And then like you, you, the white woman, you know, this nigga gay, like, she whispered, she was like, you know, it's a crime to lie to a federal agent or something. Like, to me, that read as, this nigga said y'all were together. You saying y'all wasn't. I know you Muslim, but nigga, I ain't going to tell you gay. So it's just like, I don't know. What you also, also with that, now that I think about it, that also just kind of just makes her pulling out the gun make even less sense. Because clearly you had, clearly you had like some sort of, what's the word I want? Some type type of compassion, compassion, because you was telling him like, "Hey, you about to fuck yourself over lying to me, and I know that you lying." Mm -hmm. If she was really in this position to where she was scared for her life following these people, she wouldn't have said that. She would just let him catch him a lie. But she took the time to be like, "Hey, don't do that," 
and his dumb ass still did, but whatever. So yeah, it's just it, it's 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 of statements that have no meaning. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want people who listen to this podcast to get it wrong. Like there are white directors who do handle particular black movies in a good way. I just don't think that this director and the guy who wrote it handled it correctly. I, I'm, I'm just being, I'm just being honest, man. Like, I feel you. I just don't. I just, I hate when people, when, when, when white directors want to make this social commentary work in their favor. And the thing is, you're not making it for the people who are starring in the movie, which are the black mm-hmm. people. You're making it for your own crowd to say, "Hey, guys." This is what's happening to the black community. You guys need to pay attention and step it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Probably. that. That ain't no ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, once the two leads were cast, the characters continued to evolve with Dockendorf. Johnson and Cook spending the entire days together for three weeks. They walked Fuck. together through the city and they were running through their characters' conversations, trajectories, and inner lives. Now, hey. you may not know this, but... Um, the director actually let, I think, 90% of the movie be improvised. So a lot of the conversations, yeah, a lot of the conversations <laughs> between Nas and yeah. <laughs> Marcus, why you laugh? <laughs> I could tell, like, damn. Yeah. I mean, they weren't acting. Um, he made sure that they, they spent these three weeks together so they could just get better acquainted. But a lot of the movie and a lot of the conversations between Nas and Malik, Malik were improv it was improv and they let those two kind of just have the conversations mm-hmm. and do what they do so this movie actually raised the money via a kickstarter they got thirty seven thousand dollars in 2013 and shooting most of the film over the summertime now dockendorf mm-hmm. and his producers jacob albert and margaret catcher who are both white people just want to throw that out there they received mm-hmm. the tribeca film film institute's iwc stottenheisen Filmmaker Award on the strength of just the rough cut of this movie, which uh, was reviewed by a jury um, chaired by producer Paula Weinstein. I don't know her. Uh, that sounds very white, yeah. But um, this movie, once this movie got going on South by Southwest, um, they started taking this movie to, again, I, I said this earlier, uh, 40 film festivals worldwide. This movie actually won a ton of awards at those film festivals. Mm-hmm. Um. I see why. You all right? <laughs> I, I can't, I'm kind of not. Time, well, okay. So they ended up getting um, uh, uh, a deal with, I think, Wolf. What's the name of the... Um, it's just Wolf. Is it Wolf? You're talking about the gay thing? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The, uh, the, production, the production company that picked it up and gave them the worldwide VOD. Like, it got... They... they because of it winning so many uh, awards, they got picked up for the video on demand circuit, and they actually did um, screen the movie in a small amount of theaters. Mm. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. The the movie just don't, it don't feel right because I know what he's, tr- I feel like I know what he's trying to do. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. look at what... This, I continuously feel, and I've watched the movie twice, and I just feel like the, this white director's like, guys, this, I'm telling you, this is what the black guys are going through right now, and they're gay, and they're Muslim, and they're being profiled. Like, let's just stack the odds against them and show you guys that it's, it's. and I haven't seen any interviews or read any interviews, and I, I maybe I'm being a little bit ignorant to the fact of what this director was trying to do. It, I just don't like it. 
and I don't like it being labeled a comedy, and I don't like that this type of story is not being taken as seriously as it should be, especially with the mm-hmm. thing, the themes that they have. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think like the fact that they won a lot of awards from a lot of film festivals makes sense to me because this is the type of thing that we get that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a bunch of sort of things thrown at the wall and like, hey, look, and they say, here, take money. Mm-hmm. Um, it also kind of makes sense to me that so many of their lines are improvised because if all the people behind it, all these white people, hey. random white people, you well, can't write it. You gotta let them improvise because well, what you gonna do? Yeah. I just yeah. then why is he taking credit for writing the movie then? Because it's his vehicle. Because but, and, because and, and that's yeah, because he got the complexion for the protection and the connections. Also, it's not lost on me that you're taking the story of this black Muslim gay man who you roommate with. Like, yeah, you interviewed him and shit, but like, is he getting any director, executive producer credit? Um, You're taking this nigga's story. So even the parts that seem a little bit more authentic have either come from that man or from these two black niggas improvising. So it's still like, you know, this ain't no one line, I am Iron Man at the end of the damn movie. This is like two hours of, hey, blacks, be black. And you know, but here's your, your you know, this scene you're mad, but then this scene you're not, because mm. even that scene where they went into the shop and um got the colognes and shit, like, ain't no white man writing that, like that, <laughs> you know, that's some that's some that's some black shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, they got the oils, they got the, the, yep. they they was doing mm-hmm. the hustle man thing. I got them oils, I got that Barack hey. Obama. Hey. Hey, oh, okay. Let me let me tell y'all this funny story. <laughs> let me tell my business. So you know, you know, the little oil bottles that they had. I have, you know, a few of them every now and then. You I got the Barack with, Obama. Uh, I don't have that, but I, you know, I was with a, a gentleman caller. You know, what I'm saying we kicking in the shit, and this motherfucker is from New York, and so <laughs> when. I was like cleaning clean up my damn shit or whatever, knocked over. That shit was like, oh man, you know, um, I, you know, your oils is you gonna how you gonna be able to make money? And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? This nigga thought I was selling that shit. Like, I guess that's very common in New York. I was like, no, those are mine. I don't. He's like, oh, but you know, I don't want to fuck up your money. And I was like, bro, that's that's not what that's not what this is. That's for me. I bought this. I don't sell this. Like, I not knocking it, but like, I have a. A whole nother job. So, but that—that's why that front, that first scene is like funny as shit to me, right. and it's not even funny. But yeah, that right. is. Right, you you selling you selling them oils? No, no front. <laughs> you know, what is this normal? Hey, I might now. Shit, after watching this movie, it's a sign. Shit, I got the Barack oh, Obama. You go have some uh, Kamala Harris. I'm, I'm selling man. that Kamala Harris. I got that. We did it, Joe. <laughs> So, <laughs> if y'all want some of that, oh man! All right, guys, it's time for the categories. Let's get into it. Uh, right. we'll start with Marcus. Marcus, where did you rewind? What are some of your favorite scenes from Nas and Malik? So, let's see. My first one, the one that I rewound a couple of times, was the second train scene. Like from mm. the point where they, where they just walk onto the train and Nas didn't have that hat. Mm-hmm. Like because I feel like that was probably one of the most authentic like conversations or like you know things between them. 
Uh, other parts I'll be wound, but those are for my own benefit. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, I'm going to say like, them in the alleyway. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, them bef- right before they went out there with the chicken, uh, when they when they was laid up or what have you. I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But really that, was, really, that was it. Like, the parts where they seemed more like a couple, I guess, was mm-hmm. like what I really kind of like went back to. All right, Rain. What'd you rewind at? What was some of your All favorite scenes? Oh, I knew, I knew that. That's that's every 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 movie that we hey. that we do on this podcast. Hey. I, I, that's a given. That's a given. Oh no, fucking nigga. No. Um. Honestly, it was that first scene with him and his sister, with Nas and his sister, because I was just like, I had seen the movie before a few years ago, but I was like, nigga, wait. You threw it in the trash? So I did rewind because I was like, I have to take all this in. I have to, like, like how do you not wrap it in toilet paper and flush it? How do you not take it back? What, whatever. I rewound there. Um, also, the scene with them at their friend house. Is it D? Yeah. That oh, whole I... scene, like that whole thing. What you think, man? Mm, he's all right. Yeah, all right. You know, I'm going to kill him meet your little ugly nephew. My bad. Not bad. This right here, the next president of the United States. The young Barack. Whatever. You drop him yet? Well, ain't around here dropping no baby, man. How much you clowns make today anyways? We sell all sorts of stuff. Potions, peanuts, oils, oils? these crazy prayer cards. And it's um, like $200 in two hours. Then let me hold five. What the hell? Bless Kateri, child of God. Man, this is some Hamaram trash. I made 60 but... I picked up something I think is going to be worth a lot more. Oh, Lord. What did you pick up? What the fuck? Really? Seriously? Watch your property on the flip side. Profit? On stuff snake? (laughs) That's a horrible investment. Whatever. They were a gift. I re-gift that one ASAP. Can I have some water? Uh, I'm a little occupied with my little soldier. You can, uh... From the time they showed up, first of all, he was charismatic as fuck. I wish we could have seen him more. Yeah. He, I was, how old is this nigga? Is he 16? Is he 35? Like, whose baby is this? There was a lot going on. (laughs) It was a lot. He just had a random baby just chilling. And I was like, is that a white baby? I know the baby was light skinned. I was like, is this a white person's child? What is what is happening in this movie? Uh, (laughs) That shit. But I, I did rewind it there because I like, out of all the scenes, this is the one where we really came face-to-face with their relationship mm-hmm. and somebody else and somebody in mm-hmm. their personal life. So from the time they showed up to, like, Nas being pissed, you mad because people gay? What the fuck? Are you, people don't choose to be gay. Like, he was yelling at the nigga. He was like, well, being gay is a sin or whatever the translation is for mm-hmm. Muslims. Yeah. And also with the friend going downstairs talking to the lady, he was like, what the fuck do you want? Like, his his interactions with her, to me, were my favorite. Because mm-hmm. he gave her exactly what she deserved. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Mark, you his wanted- interaction with her was what they should have said to her. Because mm-hmm. why are you telling her anything? We are children. I don't you telling her the truth or what? Why are you telling her anything? Mm-hmm. Why are you talking to me, bitch? Exactly. That's like... I, I love it. I loved it. I loved it. That's he. That is probably my all-time favorite part of the movie because it's like you're an intruder. Like why are you, you're in my space. You are in my neighborhood. You're my personal space. You don't belong here. 
and your intentions are malicious. So mm-hmm. mm, my sister's baby's upstairs. I'm going to go. Right. Um, <laughs> and then that even leading to him going upstairs and this nigga being like, I knew y'all was gay. Like, you know, I've known for a while. Mm-hmm. And like Malik's like, man, what gave it away? He's just fucking cool as shit. You guys are gay? Yeah. Yeah? That was an FBI agent. She's still out there? Yeah, but hold on. I gotta go. Why are you in my way? Because she asked me where you were last night, and I told her you weren't here. Yeah? Yeah. Am I in trouble? No, but we are. You are. Fuck you. So are you. No, I'm really not. I can't stand you. gave us away i know for a long time so that whole series of events to me was just like this could have been packaged as like a web series this is one episode like this this little tight sequence um and i have to say at the end um from the the chicken scene like when i'm going on the roof Mm. being in bed going on the roof coming back and Malik being like, I think I'm gonna tell my parents. Like right, that yeah. that to me was like, okay, that is the hero's journey. That is where we've gone through a bunch of shit and now you realize shit gotta change. Mm-hmm. It can only change if I make it happen. Yeah. And it was like I felt like the idea that he could have been disowned was probably floating around, but it was like, mm-hmm. man, I he said I'd rather my brother tell them find out and tell them anyway. Yeah. So I'ma just tell them. So those were really man, those did it for me. Yeah. Malik. Uh, so for me the the first thing that stood out to me the first thing that really stood out to me and made me rewind was when they went to Moss and they it was showing their religion and what they they had been out here hustling these lottery tickets all day but they still right but they took time out to be able to I think that was a very important point how important their religion was to them and I really enjoyed them going to Moss and actually praying and now I didn't like the whole. If there's any police in here, like Bruh. I was like, I mean, I also, get it. It was like ten niggas in there. Don't you know all these niggas? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I did like the fact that they took time to show how important the Muslim religion was to them. I thought that was a very key point and a very important part. Um, this it just for me the small. It's it's a small scene, but like. When Malik went to buy the hat for Nas, and I was like, man, oh, yeah. that was so, I said, yeah, that's so yeah. dope, because he really loved him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like that. And then he was like, I got something for you. And he was like, what? You got your hat. And he was like, I got one, too. And then when he gave the hat away, that was another one, because Malik was like, yeah. why would you do that to me? Yeah. Why would, you, yeah. why would you Why would you? sit up here knowing I bought this for you because I think you're special, and you give it to these scheming-ass little white kids? Uh, Oh. Them kids was white. They was when you were to see the Puerto white. Rican kid talk about cancel. Uh, I mean, a, a scam is a scam. Maybe it's white Latino. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. I'm so done with you. White. white uh, <laughs> they were white as hell. Oh, um, the scene, okay. The scene on the train when when he told Nas that he loved him, I thought yeah. that was a dope scene too. I, I enjoyed that whole that whole back and forth. There was a part in the movie. Okay, 
I rewound the scene because I was I was kind of confused. Where, yeah, the, where the hell these niggas get the, get a bike from? Like, yes, that's what I said. <laughs> where the like, fuck did y'all get a bike? It's not been established. Where, hey, two bikes. You're not even Wait. riding on the same bike. Yo. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they did say, now they did say something about getting some bikes. Where they get them from, I don't know. But they said something about getting some. <laughs> where the fuck these niggas uh, get these bikes from? <laughs> Nah, that's some CW shit. Cause yeah. I was like, why weren't y'all already on these bikes, nigga? Man, I don't know. I don't know. But they said something about getting some bikes and the chicken. And Nas was going home and he didn't have a bike, right? <laughs> right. After the car, there was no bike. Man. These MacGuffin <laughs> bikes, man. I said, it just all of a sudden they pop up with bikes, and I was just like, wait a minute. And I had to go back because I was like, maybe I missed the conversation, or maybe they had these bikes all alone. These these Negroes they had bike one, and then they have some bikes. Y'all better stop fucking with me. The story called for it. The story called for it. That's why. But did it? <laughs> Who knows? Walking all day, like, bruh. I don't know. It was, it was a lie. It was all a lie. It was a lie, girls. Um, um this, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, one of my other favorite was the. Who I'm going to assume was a, a real life drag queen, that old black man on the on the um platform. <laughs> on the platform. He sounded like a drag queen, like listening to him talk and like when he got in that girl face, oh excuse me. <laughs> you don't know how to p- engage in polite conversation. That nigga was wild. I was like, where is this going? It's New York. Obviously nowhere. That shit was <laughs> that was like <laughs> That was unnecessary. Like it was funny, but like that did nothing for the plot. I mean they laughed, yeah, but I was like it's New, New York, York, man. I have to fight against that because that was the scene that they used to call this movie a comedy. That was it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. Them three minutes, you know, sure. But that shit was funny. It was. That shit was, I was like, what is this nigga doing? Like, yeah. nigga, leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. Could you stop, please? Bruh. Um, uh, um, the scene, the whole, I guess the whole period of them being at D's house and the cop thing I, I guess it's I guess maybe the what the last 20 minutes of the movie I guess where mm. they was in at D's house and then they have the argument and all this other stuff Malik and the yeah and then Malik telling I mean Malik t- oh the scene I forgot I skipped the scene the scene where um there's a scene where Nas and Malik are in bed and he's like you're this snake and then they were oh, talking yeah. I was like oh, oh yeah, that's that was I was like oh, wow that's yeah, cool this is you. Curled and coiled and ready to play. He leans very patiently every day. He'll keep his best friend but not his skin and always stay with you through thick and thin. And this is you. Early as a red-breasted robin. For a worm, he'll soon be bobbing. <laughs> Always known as a sign of spring, this happy Robin loves to sing. That's corny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like all coiled up, and I can't remember verbatim what he said, yeah. but I thought that was dope. Yeah. And again, um, when they went to D's house and then all the way into the end, I thought that was really good. Especially when they was talking to the police officer, uh, well, the FBI agent, sorry, and mm-hmm. giving her the business, man. Like, so those are my favorite scenes. We're going to skip the all the way up or down because this is a super independent movie. Yeah. But 
Let's go to I want that Oscar. Uh, this can go two ways. Either a particular actor or actress was overacting in the movie or a particular actor or actress was acting their ass off. Rain, go first. Okay, I got two. Overacting and was terrible. Nah. Nah. Um, one of the Oscar, Malik. <laughs> Malik was like, he was like, hey, man, look, like he, he was convincing. He... Nas was too, but he was aggravated. Don't call me. I just, I, just, I hate him, bro. I just, I, yes, the fucking weirdo with his uptight ass broomstick up his ass and shit with that ugly ass fucking. I don't know. I hate that nigga. Not the actor, but the character. So yeah, uh, Nas was overacting like a fool, and Malik was acting like he wanted an Oscar. Wow. What about you, Marcus? I mean, same. <laughs> like, yeah, same. Like, Nas irked my nerves. Malik, I believe, especially now, knowing that um, they had the improvising line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give Malik his war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Give that nigga his flowers or his chickens. Uh, I only, I only, I only, <laughs> so the actor's name is Kerwin Johnson Jr. who played Nas. He was killing me this whole movie. I yeah. hated his, I hated his overacting. I didn't like it, how he portrayed his character. I think at one point in time, like he was, he was very closeted. And then I think, one, I think we get to a part of the movie where he ain't closeted no more. He wasn't yeah, acting like he was. Cl- yeah, when he got mm-hmm. on that train, I was just like, I thought you was closeted, brother. Is she not no more? <laughs> and, and the decision, the decisions, and his justifications, and the way he. Used to it, he really annoyed me with how He's he was selfish. explaining explaining his justifications on why he doing what he doing. And I was like, bro, like, but again, I guess it goes back to us knowing that they improvised a lot of this movie. Um, but he was he was I don't know if it was just what he was given to when he wasn't really given hardly anything to read because it barely was a script. But I just didn't. He didn't jive with me, and I and he. Just the the stuff that he tried to justify sucked, and he didn't even. It wasn't even believe. I don't even think he believed what he was saying. Mm. Mm. He's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. With his capris right. on, you out straight with them capris, nigga. <laughs> That's what he, he had to show. He had to show him off when he got that bike. Uh, that was a bad bitch outfit. You saw that blouse. He was a bad bitch. Put that on any Instagram baddie and that shit, you know. Listen. Wear that shit. You stupid. 2K likes. Hello, Sid, with that uh, Uh, fashion over. Next category. Rain, is this a believable love story? Could you see this happening in real life with these two characters? If we can eliminate these white folks bothering them, um, I think it is believable. To I think every aspect of it was maybe not beat for beat with, with like the same two people, but I think um, because and what makes me what what's my receipts so to speak is that that white nigga ate this story from his roommate who was a queer closeted Muslim man. Mm. So I think that um, even though Nas is fucking annoying as shit, I think that a lot of this actually happens or happened and assuming that the muslim man he got this from was at least 21 back in 2013 that would have meant that maybe 
I don't know, 2009, 10-ish is like when these experience happened for him, which wasn't too far removed from 9-11. So I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think so. What about you, Marcus? Yeah, I think it is. But the only caveat I would have is they would have to be like legit teenage, like 15, 16, 17. Because yeah. like silly ass decisions that Nas mm-hmm. made. Like I Unless you held so sheltered that you don't leave your house, I can't see nobody living in New York making the stupid decision that he did. Come on, yeah. Like he he had to have been like a legit teenager, like high school mm-hmm. age for mm-hmm. for him what they've gone through. And if they were high school age, yeah, because you do stupid shit in high school. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, I said no because the director completely <laughs> fucked this movie up. <laughs> he completely <laughs> fucked this movie. I mean. I know where he got the story from, mm-hmm. and I get it. I still, it still ain't believable to me because I don't think an FBI agent would spend most of their oh, fucking but, day. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not agreeing to that. Nigga, no, not that that <laughs> shit. That no, that I, we've gone on record. That was terrible. Right. <laughs> that is the, not true. The, <laughs> the love story part did not have to go with it, most definitely. I just I don't know. I don't like I just don't I mean, like a, no. I don't I'm just I'm just really it really agitates me that this white director is is doing this to this yeah. movie. Mm. The love story, yeah. Most definitely, I think that it, since he got it from a Muslim man, most definitely this could this could possibly it. I think <laughs> Nas's terrible acting kind of fucked up some of it though, but uh, <laughs> some of these decisions. But yeah, most definitely, I think it, it, it's believable, especially with the story coming from. Why was it the black Muslim man a part of this movie? Because when you steal ideas from people, you don't have to include them. You can then wait till it's out and went through festivals and got video deals and be like, yeah, and it's authentic because it's from, you know, such and such. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Weird ass nigga. Fuck him, man. <laughs> Next category. Could this be made in 2021? Now, could this be a show and or a movie in 2021 with streaming service? How many episodes? Marcus, what would you do for this in 2021? So, first answer, yeah, it could be. This would have probably been like two episodes split up, like <laughs> one that let us to know who they are, and then I think you could have made the 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 police like harassment thing work. Mm-hmm. Um, not FBI, like local police, and you could still use it to be Muslim, but you really wouldn't need to. They black. That's fine. That's enough reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put it on HBO so that it would go more than one season like it would on Netflix. <laughs> um, overall episodes, don't give it no more than 10 a season because mm. nothing needs to be more than that. Um, and yeah, we, we need to really just like be watching them trying to come like to uh, to figure out where they are. Mm. And okay, I said this should be split up into two episodes, but really... That, that part where they break up at the end, what have you, that needs to be like season finale type deal. Mm. Like they've gone through all of this dealing with, you know, trying to see where each of them stands as far as their religion, their relationship, their sexuality. And they've been dealing with, you know, being followed by these racist ass police for an entire season. And they go their separate ways because Nas feels like he can't deal with it. He wants to be a good, upstanding Muslim. And Malik is like, nah, fuck that. I'm tired of, yeah. tired of lying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then Malik gets another boyfriend in season two, so yay. <laughs> okay. <Hey>. Okay. <laughs> and what about you, Rain? Well, um, I say yes. <laughs> Uh, Marcus took a lot of my thunder, but uh, I, <laughs> with the with having insecure and in, uh, Lovecraft Country under their belt and a slew of other films, I would actually put uh, put this on HBO Max as well. Um, however, I would I would do ten eight maybe ten episodes, two seasons, and I would treat it like um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it's a good day to be black and sexy. Mm-hmm. It is a black and sexy TV. Film. Oh. It's an indie film, yeah. and it is a bunch of vignettes, five or six, I think, that take place over the course of one day in California. And I would do that. I would still tell this exact same story. However, where we're following Nas and Malik, I would use the vignette portion to tell the sister story, to tell the mother story, to tell, like, mm. in a way that I don't know what to compare it to, where... Um, how do I explain it? What is a show like it? Where, let's say, when they went to the oil shop or whatever, and they're doing whatever they do, you know that black lady that was sitting there at the counter? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever vignette, let's say we talk about going to the mother's di- uh, birthday dinner, and then when we get the mother's vignette, that lady and the mother are friends. So some kind of way where you're, like Atlanta, I guess, where you're constantly tying different scenes and stories into one another mm-hmm. still follow this same full day and I would probably end the first season where the sister was like oh you're gay because that's now this big explosion where like now this insulated beautiful love story we had now shit is getting real and then go right into season two and mm-hmm. you know do whatever but yeah HBO Max eight maybe ten episodes or do the since eight route and do eight episodes and then do like a holiday special because mm-hmm. uh, I think I would put more focus on black Muslim queer and diff- uh, disabled people in the writers room in the clothing the casting all of that and get a black I, director please uh, every, yeah. every a black yeah. Muslim queer motherfucker and yeah. a, a bunch of slew of women um, because I just feel like the parts about this movie, this movie that were good, would it do so well mm-hmm. in a series handled by the people who are part of these communities. Yeah, and so yeah, I do think that it. Um, when you do have stuff like a good day to be black and sexy, they, I, it just, I just think it works. It works so well. So yeah. Um, I guess we three for three. I, I also would like it to be a TV show. I would like it to be TV show HBO Max. I would want it to be a mix between. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Generations or Generation mm. on HBO yeah. Max. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, a mix yeah. between that and I don't know if you guys ever seen the show. I've only seen a couple episodes of of Twenties and on BET. Oh, the Lena Waithe show. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. I would want it to be a mix of that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. But see, when I say that, then I'm kind of contradicting myself because I, I don't want it to be a comedy. And I think Generation may be more on the... Go ahead. No, I I think for what you're saying, it's still... Generation lends itself to that because that is a generation underneath us. Mm -hmm. So though... There are elements that are like funny, but those elements to me are like the men on the subway, right. the, the the fat black yeah. man. Right. So I think it could still work because you, especially if with a series, you don't want 
you know, sprinkle those moments throughout. So I think that right. is a good choice, though. Well, 20s, if you ever watch 20s, it's very style. Like, yeah. that's one of the few BET shows that's actually pretty good. And it's got, it's like a, a Insecure Junior. And I mm-hmm. want it to be very stylized. I would want Nazem Malik to be very stylized. I think incorporating a few more people like D, maybe have another best friend somewhere. The nigga who, who crushing on him from chemistry. <laughs> I wanted him. Yeah. But having these these characters that are mentioned and still having um, the parents there, kind of like in Generations and stuff like that, like – I just mm-hmm. think the mixture of those two shows put together and give this show like a 10-episode run on HBO Max would be perfect. Yeah, and absolutely. to be honest with you, if we could take – and I'm not trying to get – I'm not trying to – we get a lot of social commentary from a lot of different other places. And I'm not saying that this show couldn't – this show for, for Nazem Elite couldn't be serious like I would want it to be serious, but it's just so heavy-handed – and I think in a black director's hands, the right black director, we could get this show, we could get Nazem Lee the series to be mm-hmm. still have a, a social conscious, a socially conscious uh, themes here and there, but it's entertaining and it's not so heavy handed, and we can we can kind of get the story a lot better yeah. uh, because I think just just the social commentary in this movie is so heavy handed, and from the the source that it's coming from, it just it really messes with me. I think, yeah. like I said, the right black director handling the 10-episode series of Nazem League, and I would most definitely want to go... I, w- I wouldn't want them to break up at the end of the first season. I would actually want them to... I would, I would really want them to start having problems in their relationship, and then kind of in the second season maybe have the breakup happen midway through the season and how they're and still see how they're dealing with their religion and mm-hmm. coming out and stuff like that, like... That side of it could be good for season two, but I mean, most definitely character building in the first season is is what I would want. So, um, yeah, like we would have to completely redo Nas for me to be okay with him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got something for that. So trust and believe. Is that um, the also, is it the next category? Wait, hold on. Yeah, change to act. Yeah. So next category, where well, that goes into the next category, uh, change two actors to make the movie better. You're gonna take two characters, change the actor or actress who would play them, that you feel like will make the movie better. It looks like Rain already got somebody. So who you got, Rain? I'm only changing one person, and that's Nas, um, for a guy named Jeremy Pope. I don't know if you've seen Hollywood by uh, Ryan Murphy. Come on, come on, somebody. <laughs> I haven't. Hey, what's it called? I'm about to look it up uh, now. Hollywood. Yep. Is it a show or is it a movie? The show. He was also on like the last season of Pose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure was. Blanca's baby daddy. Yeah. Is this on Netflix? And, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that nigga got body. I also, mm-hmm. not even being funny, he looks like Malik. Like, they have features that are similar, and he's mm-hmm. a bit lighter. I, his face is fuller than I think Malik's is, but I think it would lend itself to well, I guess it's a stereotype to everybody, but like, especially with gay niggas, how you kind of sort of start dating people that look like you. And so I think that they favor enough that niggas are like, oh, nigga, y'all brothers. I don't know. But that's that's a little slight thing. But I, <clears throat> excuse me, I like him in everything I've seen him in. Um, I feel like he has the range. And even with the things, well, two things. Before you told me this was improvised, I was like, okay, if I'm going to hate him, 
I think he would do a better job. But now knowing that this movie has been improvised a lot, I think he would have brought a more charismatic, interesting take on Nas. And then again, nothing against Kerwin Johnson. You know, you mm-hmm. you got your check, black man. I'm so happy for you. But I think that Jeremy Pope switched out. And I don't know the age difference between Jeremy and Curtis, but mm-hmm. or Malik. But I think that would be a better casting choice than who we got. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Marcus? Do you have anybody that um, you would change in the cast, or do you like it as is, or what? So, yeah, I would change people largely just for my own benefit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would, if I was doing it, especially if I was doing like in a series form, I would change Nas for um, Camus Johnson. Mm, okay. Um, and even though I don't think that he necessarily needs to be changed, again, my personal benefits, make Malik T and Richards. You better come the fuck on, because let me tell you, let me tell you who watches every episode, who rewatches all scenes, and we can just get the niggas fucking out. Take my money. Take my motherfucking money. Uh, like, hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. I, I say that, but I actually do want to change, like, Nas anyway. Yes, everybody. Both of them, like, make it that better. Woo. <laughs> I knew you would get your life from that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Calm down, Ray. Jesus. No. <laughs> Calm up. God damn it. It's sick. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What's up, go? What you got? <laughs> so, because your ass is, you just too much sometimes. Hey, so, hey. for me, I tried to look at it from a different way. Um, I actually would change Nas. I would take the guy who played Malik, which is Curtis Cook Jr., and make him Nas. And again, like the show Generation, uh, Justice Smith, I would I would make him Malik, and kind of give it that type of dynamic. Mm. I mean, honestly, I think it would. Would go ahead, Ray. No, I have a question for you. No, finish. But I have a question for you. I just think it would change. It would change the dynamic between the two. I think. I think. Um, Curtis Cook Jr. I think he he did so well as Malik. I think he could play Nas just as well. And like I said, I just know Justice Justice Pope uh, Justice Smith from um, Generation. So I would change that and maybe change the fact that like um, Malik is is um, Muslim and kind of give give him that maybe he can be Catholic or something like that. So are you? Okay, with Generations and Justice, are you pulling the same personality from Generations? No. Or are you pulling the personality from the Get Down? Because those are two totally different people. Because when you, when you mentioned him from Generations and the way he – I was like, okay, you a straight nigga, so are you saying like because of the way he acted, mm-hmm. that character, or is it just his acting ability? His acting ability. Okay, because I was like, oh, I don't know if I the movie would be the same. With no, he can. I think he can. I think he. I think he can act, and it's it's just mm-hmm. the age range I'm trying to go for. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can't just get Kofi Sirabo to just play everything. Like I gotta. I gotta <laughs> I want Angela Bassett to play Nas. No, Um, (laughs) but it's just like I don't, I don't know, I don't know a lot of very, very young actors or actresses, 
and he he I just know I know him I know his acting ability works and I mm-hmm. think he would work pretty good in this in this situation because I'm trying to keep everything the same like I I want yeah. I don't want him to be you know I don't want them in their twenties I do want this to be the same type of story where they're mm-hmm. you know like 16, 17, 18. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to mm-hmm. go that route. So, yeah. But I think Malik would be able to play Nas's character and and do better at it than, than I agree. Kerwin oh, Johnson yeah. Jr. Because, good Lord, man. Like, yeah. what and then the he was fuck? Old as shit. I'm sorry. Uh, compared, <laughs> like, physically looking at them, Malik, I could say, all right. No, Stop. Nas was like, 32. That nigga Stop. was like working on his masters. Did you see that nigga? He was like 18. That nigga was, yeah, his hairline was like, I was like, nigga, that's that's a grown man. That's a nigga with a what mortgage. Is wrong like, with you? that ain't, that's not a child. <laughs> like, and I was like, nigga, no. You saw that compared to every, when they did full body shots, him next to everybody, even D looked oh more like a child, and he was 35. Then, um, <laughs> Motherfucking Nas. Okay. D just had a baby, man, okay? Man, I don't give a fuck. All I know is Kerwin Johnson is my daddy age, so. You are terrible. <laughs> you know. Um, I could say something. Um, you bringing up Justice Smith made me just think about uh, Nicholas Ash, his ex. He plays Ooh, uh, Malik yeah. on Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. I could also see him um, oh. being um, Nas. Okay. Really, oh, then, oh, boy, oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. Was he on Hip Hop 2? Who? Was that not him? Who was the British nigga on? But whatever. I don't know. It don't matter. The British nigga that Juicy Smollett was? Juicy Smollett. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. My bad. My bad. But yeah. No, I think he would be a, a good choice, too. Man. Uh, uh, uh. This movie had potential, bro. They, it had potential. It, did, it really did. Um, the wrong hand. We already know what happened about if they stayed together after the movie or not. So we already know that. So we're not going to, you, we're not going to do that category. Here's the the most important category of all of all of them. Marcus, mm-hmm. who won uh-huh. the movie? This category is where you pick from one and pick pick one an actor, a character, or whatever you want to say won the movie. Marcus, who won the movie in your eyes? Hmm, I wonder who I'm going to pick. <laughs> it's Malik. <laughs> He won. He won when he got away from Nas. Right. He won to be right. When he him, he won. Like the man, he carried this movie for me. Like he, he was really, really. I'm not gonna say the only. Like I'm not gonna say he's the. He was the only enjoyable thing, but he was definitely the most enjoyable thing about this movie. Like I believed him when he was hurt. I believed him when he was mad. I believed him being in love. Like. He he was the moving. He yeah. He is the moving. Fuck he he won. He is the moving. Yep. Mm. Call him Malik. This movie is called Malik. You are terrible. Rain Coleman. And why didn't he get first villain? Also, now that I think about it, it should be Malik and Nas. Yeah. <laughs> Malik and that that grown man he dating. <laughs> why did you can't say that. That that's a whole other implication of that's the title. That, what is that? Um. Ricky and uh, Pretel. Look, mean, look, uh, wait, Rain. You can't, Rain. You can't be a grown man falling for that white man's tricks of coming up and paying for you. Like, come on, man. You can't be grown yeah. and falling for the Beanie Baby trick. Man, he wasn't falling for it. He was trying to get it in too. He was trying to act innocent. That's his king. Oh, excuse me, Mister. You have some Beanie Babies. 
Yeah. I, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Rain, who won the movie in your eyes, man? The Good chicken. Lord. The chicken. The chicken won. Hey, the chicken was in captivity. The chicken took his own life. You know what I'm saying? The chicken could have been food. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, not the chicken, but um, Nas's sister won the movie. She got the nigga out the house. She out for being gay. She got a bigger room. She got family time. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, the one who won the movie, and I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly, I agree with Marcus, but the one who won the movie was Jay Dockendorf. You were able to ape some POC, some black Muslim gay nigga story. Mm. You were able to throw together this shit and then have it improvised so you didn't do the amount of work that you should have done. You also added your two white friends into this film for no fucking reason and they came out on top. Mm. If anybody else, they came out unscathed. Um... You went to all these festivals. You got this video on demand fucking deal. This shit is on Hulu. That's how I watched it. Jay Dockin, Dickendorf with a nigga fuck you. you. He won this movie. Like, mm. as much as I want to say Malik, Marcus, because you did so well explaining why, <laughs> I'm going to just give it to Jay because, like, you were able to take a story that was not your own and profit from it mm. to the point where now my Hulu stream dollars or whatever that is went to you. <laughs> nigga, you got paid off of this black man's story. So, Jay won. Damn. You know? We did a whole podcast over this shit. Jay won. Jay is still winning. You know? So, it's unfortunate, but hey, I mean, it's kind of like Paris is burning, but just more malicious. So, this nigga, he won. I'm gonna start making making you go last, because you make my little shit sound bad. Hey, bro, you know... (laughs) So clearly, <laughs> so clearly, I am still in the same boat with Marcus. I felt like Malik won, but after hearing the whole soliloquy from Rain Coleman, <laughs> my little bullshit ass shit that I got to say don't matter. But I'll say it hey, anyway. It matter, nigga. You matter. Every nigga is a star. Every nigga Every is a star. Nigga is a star. Hey, hey. Um, Malik was was calm, cool, collected the whole movie. He handled all of the situations very well. He's dealing with a partner who really makes really stupid decisions with his love, with his presence, and with the things that he wants to do to him later on. He wants, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that, Rain, you nasty, nasty. <laughs> like, for me, I felt like Malik looked at Nas and looked at their relationship as going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And if, to me, Nas continued to do things to, I ain't saying he purposely was spiting him, but he was spiting their relationship. You do not, this nigga literally was, they're both going through the same thing. They're, they're both closeted gays. But he's doing these things to show his love to him as much as he possibly, yo, I'm buying you this hat. Like, how much money are you doing? Like, let me go get this for you. Let me do all. I'm doing these things to show you I care in the way that I can. You know what I'm saying? And you got this partner who just makes, I'm even lying for your ass, to the fucking FBI. 
and you still fucking up. And when they finally was like, you know what, fuck, <laughs> let's just stop this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It, I, it felt right. It felt like now is it. And then when when uh, Malik got to to a point where he's like, I think I'm gonna tell my parents. One thing that we never talked about is like the way Nas was just like, I don't think I'm gonna tell mine though. Like it was like when he when they were having that conversation, it really felt like he was gonna leave. I felt like he was gonna have Malik on his own and let him be the one who have to suffer the consequences because Nas was too afraid to. When he told when he talked to the FBI agent, he was like, "My my parents are gonna disown us, disown me if they find out." You know what I'm saying that I'm gay. And Malik was like, yo, man, like, I, I'm just going to tell him and just deal with the consequences. I don't think that Nas was going to sit up there with him. I think he was going to throw him under the bus and let him and let him deal with the consequences by himself. And he don't need to be with nobody like that. So I felt like Malik handled so many of these situations the best way. He was the fucking saving grace of these, this relationship and of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> Shut up, Ray. This nigga. I'm saying he is. I'm saying you. <laughs> I'm trying to man. be serious. No, I'm with you, nigga. This how you preach it to the choir. He said he's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> he is, bro. He man, this nigga put up with a lot. Like, that's why I want to interview with that nigga from chemistry class. I was like, yes, leave this hole. I don't know what that nigga look like. I don't give a fuck. Like, he know a good thing when he said he invited this nigga over, so you know it's gonna go down. So. His mother didn't care. Hey, his mom was like, yes, y'all can fuck in the living room. I'll be back at midnight. Had this shit cleaned up. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, Cole. I'm with you. He's a good man. Honestly, yeah, why do, why do I do this podcast? Why do I do this? This thing gonna be better, you know what I'm saying? I just, I think, I think he's just. I'm, I don't know. I'm with you. You preach it to the choir. I just felt like Malik. I think Malik handled everything. I he handled everything the way he was should, and mm-hmm. he just had a shitty ass partner. And I don't know if that's the. I don't know. I don't know uh, why Nas was such a, a shitty partner in this. See a bitch. It's scary bitch. That's what it is. Bitch ass. Well, he didn't want to get this owned by his parents. And that's all fine and good, but we ain't with our parents when we kissing in the subway when we about to fuck on the <laughs> in a alleyway. You know what I'm saying? Like his, you know, parents, I, his parents I, I, had shit to do with him giving the hat away. I'm stuck on that. I will never that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice hat. That was it nice was. Little, you know, yeah. for the time. The hat cost $40, my nigga. Yeah, that was a fucking hat. They out here hustling Lotto tickets and 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 Jesus cards and you sitting up here. Mm-hmm. I'm out here hustling this shit and you give it away. Fuck yeah. out of here. My hard earned money for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I just think and what I like about this movie is that there's so and I guess maybe because they're kids in the movie, it doesn't lend itself to this story. But you know, there's like um, disappearing acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this nigga. Mm-hmm comes off initially as this great guy you know he's just working hard and doing whatever and you can easily skew that to look not so great Mm -hmm. i feel the same way about malik's character where he's this great guy doing all these things yeah you make him an asshole but he could like had there been uh, adults i think they would have oh go ahead marcus 
I was like, honestly, because he said that at the end, I actually, I even wrote that down. Like he said, he's an asshole. I put a question mark beside it because nothing he did in this movie made him come across as an asshole. If anything, he was cleaning up Nas's assholery and stupidity. Mm. Oh, absolutely, this whore. Yeah, he was, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him. No, it, he was even a better Muslim. Oh, okay, well, let, let me caveat this. I'm not Muslim, so I'm not ranking Muslim activities and that thing. But based off what we were pre- presented with in the movie and the actions and things that they had to do as Muslim men, mm-hmm. even with like the chicken shit, like like literally the chicken, like killing the chicken the halal way, and I, like he. Mm-hmm seem more in tune with his role in their religion than Nas did. It's mm-hmm. like, why the fuck can't you kill this goddamn chicken? I don't know how important that is to the Muslim faith, but it's important enough to be included in this movie. And how the fuck did you cut his hand so bad? And no, no, no. Better yet, how did it heal so quickly? Is this uh, X-Men? Right. No. Um, but, but yeah. Mystique. Nice. <laughs> his name ain't Malik. It's Mystique. <laughs> What I want to know is, why was this nigga in the shower? Like, okay, I understand he's a kid, so I'm not asking for nudity. But, like, when he hopped in the shower and was, like, washing his drawers while they were on and full of blood, I was like, can you not take them off and put on new drawers? Like, I was like, I mean, I get washing your hand and getting the blood off your body, but, like, you own other drawers. Like, put those on. We got a tight budget. We got a tight budget. Bro, I was like. Cut the like, like bring the camera up to his chest and then swap out some underwear. That was that was intense. <laughs> I wouldn't have stayed. I'm sorry. Oh my god. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Nas and Malik. We are we've done the movie. Season of Black Love is is still going, guys. Um, Marcus, if you want people to get in touch with you via social media, let them know how they can get in touch with you. Um, I am at Loose as a Deuce on pretty much everything. Um, it's exactly how it sounds. L-O-O-S-E-A-S-A-D-E-U-C-E. Um, website, mhaines.org. One of the two places you'll find me. Dope. Dope. And Rain, where can they Look, find you? You can find me at thisismalik.com. No. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, Carefree <laughs> Uh, uh, Rain Coleman, I've been wow. talking shit on that. Uh, Instagram, Carefree Black Nerd, or Rain Coleman on there. I ain't really posting shit. Um, you can find me here on this podcast and um, shit, Linktree, forward slash Carefree Black Nerd. They got all my shit too, you know what I'm saying? BYNKradio.net and shit. <laughs> you might want to say Forward What do you feel My space, you know what I'm saying? Black Planet, Mihente. Uh, black people meet plenty of fish. Uh, you know, X2, uh, X Men 2. No, um, yeah, hit me up, y'all. Guys, make sure, <laughs> make sure you guys follow the, the podcast on Twitter at We Watch This, and make sure when you're listening to the show, you use the hashtag WWTPod. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter at ColeJackson12. And if you want to see me, you can actually see me on Instagram at ColeJackson underscore BYNK. Marcus, thank you for joining us again. Season of Black Love is cuffing season. Oh, guys, don't forget, we we are going to try to do spaces on Twitter to uh, talk to you guys about the podcast. Be on the lookout for the flyers for that. Okay, right, we ain't gonna get y'all on no dates yet, but be on the lookout yeah. for it, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you enjoying the season of Black Love. We got we got 
One more to go? Yeah. One more to go. And then the season of Black Love will be over with, people. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll catch you guys next week.